thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. Real news, real health, real quick. Hi, I'm Brett Hill. And this week in wellness, research published in the journal Science has shown that humans consumed high-carb roasted potatoes as long as 170,000 years ago, and that it may have played a significant role in our evolution. While some proponents of the paleo diet recommend followers cut out carbs in favour of high-protein or high-fat foods, citing our evolutionary past as evidence, new research has shown that roasted potatoes were consumed over 170,000 years ago and may have played a crucial role in our evolution. The excavation of a cave in South Africa found evidence of charred remains of the African potato plant from some 50,000 years earlier than previous findings, and smack bang in the middle of the Paleolithic period. Researchers hypothesised that these widely available and easily transportable routes may have been important for travel out of Africa. Professor Lynn Wadley of the Evolutionary Studies Institute at Wits University Johannesburg said the African potato Hypoxus augustifolia is evergreen and it occurs all the way from the southeast coast right to the northern parts of Sudan and Yemen. This means that wherever hunter-gatherers were travelling 170,000 years ago, they had a regular source of carbohydrate they could rely on. In some layers, we found burnt bone, so that we know people had a balanced diet of plant food that they cooked and animal food that they cooked. The African potato plant has traditionally been used by healers due to being both anti-inflammatory and immune-boosting. As always, the links are in the show notes. Now, my opinion on this is that it makes sense that these readily available food sources would have been consumed by our Paleolithic ancestors, especially after the advent of fire use. I think there's been a trend in recent times for people to talk about the paleo diet as being one particular set of macronutrients, you know, talking about particular ratios of fat, protein, and carbohydrate. And I also think this is why there has been a little bit of a trend and a movement away from particularly using the paleo name tag talk more about what's called ancestral eating you know understanding that there were many different diets that were consumed by our ancestors they certainly didn't all consume the same thing they certainly didn't all consume the same macronutrients you know if we look at for example the the populations in Papua New Guinea we see that they were having particularly high ratios of carbohydrates you know so hypothesize that some of those populations were eating up to 80 percent sweet potatoes you know, we look at other populations up above the Arctic Circle and, and we see that some of those Inuit populations were eating incredibly high ratios of fat and, and blubber and, and meat as well. Um, and so there's always been a great divergence when it comes to ancestral eating. You know, we often see this sort of obsession as well with diversity of food, saying that we needed to have this, you know, enormous diversity of food and colors and all those things in order to be healthy. And once again, it's not necessarily reflected when we look at what our ancestors were eating or what hunter-gatherer tribes uh, in our modern times are eating uh, or certainly what was available in any one particular place around the globe. So whilst I think it is important that we understand that there isn't one particular paleo diet, there isn't one particular ancestral eating pattern, I still think at the same time we can recognise that our modern diet, particularly if we look at the standard American diet or the standard Australian diet, is likely still to provide too many carbohydrates, to be too high in carbohydrates, particularly processed carbohydrates. You know, whilst we may acknowledge that uh, our ancestors may have had some potato, uh, maybe some sweet potato, maybe some other carbohydrates as they were available in their natural environment, they certainly weren't having, you know, huge amounts of processed sugar. Um, they certainly weren't having 
huge amounts of honey or other sugars. They weren't having these processed carbohydrates and, and breads, grains, and cereals at every meal as we often see in our more modern diet. It's also important to understand that many of these ancient roots were different. We have bred over time our vegetables to be often higher in starches and carbohydrates in order to satisfy flavor and cravings essentially uh, in our modern world and to make them more palatable and to make them more marketable. So there is a real difference there sometimes in terms of food quality. That obviously then also goes into what chemicals and pesticides and all those things may be available in the food. And also nutrient density has often been changed as a result of the farming practices. Um, so I think this research is great. I think it's important for people to understand that there are many different ways you can go about uh, an ancestral eating pattern, that it's not necessarily all about being high carb. It's not necessarily all about being low carb or high fat. It's about figuring out what ratios work best for you, particularly in your lifestyle and your activity levels and all of those other factors that come into it. It's about acknowledging that whole real foods are generally the best way to go and generally healthier for you and that getting a good range of those nutrient-dense whole foods is the best way to go in terms of having great health. Obviously within that some people will find that they work better on a lower carbohydrate diet and certainly some particular conditions seem to be showing great results for people on lower carb and even ketogenic diets. Other people will find they function perfectly well perhaps even better with higher ratios of carbohydrates in there. So my thinking around this is that you should just eat real food as close to the original foods as possible, try and replicate what our bodies are designed to eat as much as possible. And I think that's going to really point you in the right direction for a really nice, healthy diet. You've been listening to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. To continue the conversation, find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash This Week in Wellness. If you like this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. And for more information about this and other projects from me, head to drbretthill.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.